0: The following is a sermon podcast from White Ridge Baptist Church.
1: Am I on? There I am. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing with us. I have uh, known of Teen Challenge for several years, and uh, every time we get to rub shoulders, every time we get to know more about the ministry, I'm amazed. And Pastor Steve, thank you for uh, your leadership and for the whole group of you that have come today i had fighting back the tears, listening to those great testimonies. How good God is, and it's great that we're preaching on faithfulness today. That God's faithful, and we're talking about God's faithfulness. And so, before I begin, I want to um, just pray for us, and uh, I also want to I want to remind us of the dangers of the pharisaical prayer (laughs) i thank you lord that i am not like some right there's no room for that in god's family Um, as i hear a woman who's free for nine months from an addiction folks you pick your poison whether it's gossip or slander or pornography or overeating or unforgiveness or drugs or alcohol how many of you are free for nine months? not asking for a show of hands, but I am saying we're all more alike than we are different. Amen? And uh, we're all damaged goods. right? We're all broken, and we need a healer. We need a fixer. We need God, we need Jesus. And so we all stand on the same ground. And that's the only gospel we know. That's the only gospel. So that's good news, and uh, that's what I we'll make that clear today. Before I pray, so I want to pray for us. I want to pray for Team Challenge. I want to pray for us, and I want to pray praise God for the teens that came back from Mexico yesterday. Pastor Kevin Schuler, you here? You can't see right now. I think he was here. He may be gone home to bed. I don't know, but. Uh, Praise God for their return, and uh, pray for the VBS. We've got more children in the VBS this week than coming up than we've had for years, and we're so grateful to God for that. So pray for Sheila and the great team of volunteers that are lined up. Some of them rushed to get their plan to protect and all that uh, licensing figured out this past week so that they could be part of this ministry. So we're grateful to those people. So let me, let me lift us up in prayer to the as we begin the word. God, our father we thank you holy God for your great faithfulness to us as we get to think about that this morning and uh, Lord I thank you so much for the testimonies we've heard the two women that shared for pastor Steve for the video we saw the reminder of of what one kind of brokenness looks like and oh God how sin and the devil have ravaged countless thousands of people and, and claim them, and Jesus, thank you that you're rescuing several from those vices. And we pray, Lord, that as as we can, as we have opportunity, whether it's a conversation in the foyer right after the service with one of the Teen Challenge folk, whether it's a giving a donation, whether it's meeting and talking to a neighbor who we know is struggling with an addiction, Lord, we pray that we'll do our part, and you'd show us what that looks like, and just bless Teen Challenge Ministry in Jesus' name. We pray. Thank you, God, for the safe return of our uh, Mexico team that uh, went down. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry they have. We look forward to hearing their report. And God, we just ask your blessing upon them as they debrief and think through what you did in their lives. Lord, we pray that there will be good fruit from that. And God, as we think about the coming week and the Vacation Bible School and the children that we get to influence, God, we pray that you would bless each volunteer, that you'd bless the team that gathers, that, that the, the group leaders, the song leaders, the, the welcomers, the, the, whatever's going on, Lord, we just ask you to bless them and encourage them and give them safety and give them success to be able to reach children more and more for Jesus, that they, there would be children that really open their hearts to Christ this week. And Father, we're just so excited about the fall program that's coming up in our church family. And Lord, I pray that you'll just prepare us as we finish off the summer and as we get ready for September, that you would pour out your grace upon us. We need you, Jesus, in every way. And we pray your blessing on our church family and all that we want to do. Thank you, God, for this scripture this morning that we're going to look at. And we ask you to open our hearts that we would be faithful people. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me begin by clarifying the confusion that last week Pastor Doug shared on gentleness, and this week I'm sharing on faithfulness, even though if you open your Bible to Galatians 5.22, you'll find that they're reversed. I don't think Jesus is too upset about that. I don't know how that happened. I must have put it in the bulletin wrong or in the schedule wrong. But it reminded me of a mix-up that I did once that was a little bigger than that. Back in my days of pastoring First Baptist Church in Thunder Bay... I remember now, you got to remember that the First Baptist Church, Thunder Bay, was a church that was a little more, when it came to the Lord's Supper, it was like military precision. I mean, the deacons marched down the aisles in, in that kind of fashion, and, and they just, it was, had, it was choreographed. And I somehow, on that particular Sunday, when it came time to serve the bread, I realized, I'd, or t- to serve the cup, I realized I had already served the cup First. And and nobody seemed to object when I handed out the Lord's Supper and and I gave them the cup before the bread. And then all of a sudden these guys came forward and they were looking at me like, what are you doing? And so I figured, well, if the Lord can handle that, I think he can handle preaching the order of fruit of the Spirit in a different manner. Anyway. And by the way, that's not why we serve both of them together now. (laughs) That's That's not it, okay? Anyway. This word faithfulness found in Galatians 5.22 is the same word as faith. It's used hundreds of times in the New Testament. It's, it's the context and the usage in the New Testament that determines whether the translator is going to give it faithfulness or faith. And so we see John Stock says faithfulness when applied to a person describes this reliability of a Christian man or a woman. Reliability. David Platt says the people known for faithfulness are dependable. They keep their word. They keep their promises even through hard times. Timothy Keller says that faithfulness is to be utterly reliable and true, and the opposite of faithfulness is an opportunist, a friend in good times only. The counterfeit of this fruit called faithfulness, the counterfeit that the devil might produce or the flesh might produce is to be loving but not truthful so that you're never willing to confront someone or be challenging someone because you're afraid. You're a people-pleaser. You're afraid that they might not like you. So if you have a friend who is manifesting the fruit of the Holy Spirit of faithfulness, they may not just tell you what you want to hear. In fact, they may be one of the only people in your life that tell you, tells you what you need to hear, but nobody else is, is just danced around it. And believe me, as a pastor, I can tell you that many times when a problem reaches the pastor's office, it's because several people along the way have been unwilling to speak the truth in love to some member of the church, and it has to get to this place of being a problem that a pastor has to address. I've seen that personally several times in our churches. And so faithfulness is is a huge thing. I hope you have faithful friends in your life as a Christian. Where does this quality come from? Well, it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's the way God is. God is a faithful God. Psalm 89, verse 1, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever with my mouth. I will make known Your faithfulness to all generations. Same chapter, verse 8, O Lord God, who is mighty as You are, O Lord, with Your faithfulness all around You, Same chapter, later verse 14, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness goes before you. God's faithfulness is over and over again highlighted in Scripture. And of course, who could not remember Lamentations chapter 3? Great is thy faithfulness. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. You know the song? You know the hymn? Could we sing it? Let's do it. Who's going to (laughs) start?
0: Great is Thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, now forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see all i have needed thy hand hath provided great is thy faithfulness
1: lord unto me now before we go on would you turn to someone right around you You don't even have to know them, but you're going to tell them how you believe God is faithful. How has God been faithful to you? You just sang about it. So let's say to someone right next to us or ahead of us or behind us, how has God been faithful to you? Right now, would you do that? amen i look around the room and i can think of so many things how god has been faithful to you folks to us think about the israelites this song it makes me think about how the israelites 40 years wandering through the wilderness you know and every morning they'd get up and they didn't know what they were going to eat before they even got out of their bed their stomachs were rumbling and what did they have to do to be reminded of god's faithfulness they just had to fold back the flap of the tent and look outside and what was on the ground every morning faithfully manna this dew like raisin crispy I don't know kind of bread that that's what manna means it means what is it they didn't know either (laughs) and there was God being faithful every morning they just opened their tent there's there's the meal right there food for the day God is a faithful God. That's where the whole idea of us being faithful comes from is is we lean upon, we draw deeply from the grace of God. And that's what we need to be like. I think of our church family being in this building for what, six months now? And how God has been faithful to make this thing happen. Faithful to provide the funds needed. Faithful through you folks to be able to continue this ministry. We pray God will pour out blessing in that way. The New Testament also speaks of faithfulness. Jesus put faithfulness high on the pedestal of godly virtue when He spoke to the Pharisees in chapter 23. There's this incredible passage in chapter 23 of Matthew. And he's talking to them and he says, he's rebuking them for their legalism and for their uptightness and for their hypocrisy. And he says in verse 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you tithe the mint and dill and cumin, and you have neglected the weightier matters of the law. What are the weightier matters of the law? He goes on to say justice and mercy and faithfulness. Faithfulness is a weighty matter according to God. You being faithful with what God has put in your life is a weighty matter in God's kingdom. He says, this is huge. This is important to me. I created you the way you are and your faithfulness in giving back to me what I've given to you is the the big matters of the kingdom. That's what Jesus said. Faithfulness was important to Paul. Paul the apostle planning churches all over asia minor at the time and he writes to timothy who's a pastor at ephesus and he says to him he says to him now the things that you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to treat others also and there's the lineage right there paul timothy faithful men others also you see th- you see faithfulness is a very important thing if god is going to use our lives to impact others And so we want to be faithful. How is it that we can be the faithful people that are used by God entrusted with the weighty matters of the kingdom? Well, in the few minutes I have this morning, I just want to share with you a parable of Jesus that I think answers that question the best. And it's a parable you know, so I'm not going to read it from the Scripture, but I'm going to tell you about it and remind you of it, and then we're going to think about it before we conclude. It's found in Matthew 25, and it's a story about a man who's going on a journey. It's called the parable of the talents. And in this scripture, the story goes that Jesus tells that this, this wealthy man was going on a journey and he gathered his servants together and he gave one of them five talents and he gave another two talents and he gave a third servant one talent and he left on his journey. He said, be faithful. Well, the man with five talents goes and trades and deals and earns five more talents The guy with two does the same invests and he has two more talents than the two he had but the one with one talent didn't do that he digs a hole in the ground and he buries it and then the master returns and he settles the accounts with the three servants the one who had five talents brings forth his five more talents and the and and he says master i've I've, i've doubled what you gave me and the master says well done jesus's words are these He says, well done, good and what? Faithful Faithful servant. You have been what? Faithful over a little. I'm going to put you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. That's what he said. The man with the two talents had, he comes forth with two more. The master responds and says the same thing. He says, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been Faithful over a little, I'm going to set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And then the man with the one talent comes along, and he says this. He says, Master, I knew that you were a hard man, reaping where you do not sow, gathering where you have not scattered. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, here's what's yours. <laughs> and so what did the master say? He said, well, well done. You didn't lose anything. No. What did he say? He said these words. You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Therefore you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and my coming. At least I could have received what was mine plus interest. So now take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. A scathing judgment of the one who buried what his master had given him instead of putting it into use what does this parable teach us about the fruit of the spirit of being faithful with what god has entrusted us with well first of all i would say that you cannot be faithful if you think your life is your own life instead of you being a servant you cannot be faithful if you think that your life is your life let me read to you the Words of a song that was written several years ago by Bon Jovi. "This ain't a song for the broken-hearted, no silent prayer for the faith departed. I ain't going to be just a face in the crowd. You're going to hear my voice when I shout it out loud. "It's my life, right? Not too many Bon Jovi folks in the crowd. <laughs> I had to look it up, too. don't worry. "It's my life," he says. It's now or never. I ain't going to live forever. I just want to live while I'm alive. It's my life. My heart is like an open highway. Like Frankie said, I did it my way. I just want to live while I'm alive. It's my life. See, that's, that's, that's not a faithful person. You cannot be faithful if you consider that your life is your own life and that's it and you're the master of your fate and the captain of your soul and all the other stuff. You can't do it that way. So That's number one. Secondly, you cannot be faithful if you hide or bury what God has entrusted into your care and into your life. If God has wired you, made you a certain way, you cannot bury, ignore, or put that aside. You need to put it into circulation. What do you, I'm asking you, What do you need to dig up that you have buried, that you have not put into circulation for God's service, for your master's service? What is it that you need to dig up this year? As you think about September coming, this whole year that lies ahead of you, what is it that you have buried in the past? And you need to dig it up and say, God, it's ready for you now. You see, there's two very important words in God's kingdom. One is ability, but even more important than ability is availability. And God can do a lot more with availability than He can with ability. Are we available to God? And so you cannot be faithful, first of all, if you think it's your own life. You cannot be faithful, secondly, if you bury or hide what God has entrusted to you. Thirdly, you cannot be faithful, here's a big one, if you're afraid. If you're living in fear, you will not be a faithful follower of Christ, If you're afraid of your master, if you're afraid of screwing up, I mean, what are we afraid of, really? Why is it that we do not live more radically out there kind of Christian lives, talking to our neighbors, serving the needs around us, not just living for our own comforts, but living for others and for the kingdom of God? What is it? What are we afraid of, really? That somebody's going to get more toys than we are? Are we afraid that we're going to get screw up and, and we put ourselves out there? Are we afraid that God's going to be an angry God the way this guy saw his master? Are we, what are we afraid of? See, God's not like the master in described, the way this guy saw the master. He's not like that, is He? Not at all. And so, incredibly, I think sometimes we're afraid of not being as good as the next person. I think sometimes we're afraid of missing out on something this life has to offer. You can't be faithful if you're afraid. I read this morning in my quiet time about Saul, King Saul, 1 Samuel 15. <clears throat> and Samuel tells him, go and wipe out the Amalekites because they are a wicked, wicked people and God's judgment is falling on them. But instead, Saul protects and saves some of the best livestock and so on. And when Samuel comes and, and uh, confronts Saul, Saul says these words. He says, I was afraid of the men. I was afraid of the men. So I let them keep some of the livestock to sacrifice to the Lord. I was afraid. You see, he wasn't faithful because he was afraid. A people pleaser, that kind of leader. And then later on in the same Scripture, when Samuel tells Saul, God is taking the kingdom from you and giving it to somebody else. He pleads with Samuel, please don't do this. Give me another chance. And God says through Samuel, the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind. See, that's faithfulness. God is faithful. He will not change his mind. He's constant. And so you cannot be faithful if you're afraid. And the fourth thing I want to say is you cannot be faithful if you're worried more about success than you are about faithfulness. The master did not say, well done, my good and successful servant. (laughs) He said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master i don't think god is gonna call us up one day and say compare us to somebody else around us he's not going to call us up one day and and we're going to stand before him and we're going to have to give an account and somehow measure our response to him in some successful way the way the world defines i don't believe that at all I believe it's going to be a very personal encounter. And our success before the Lord's eyes is based on what He has entrusted to us and our faithfulness in stewarding it back to God as faithful servants. And that's totally different than the person sitting beside you. You cannot compare yourself with anybody else. That's the way Jesus shepherds us. That's the way Jesus disciples us one soul at a time and so this morning as we conclude our service and we think about this fruit of the holy spirit called faithfulness i want to ask you is there something you need to go and dig up that you've buried what does faithfulness look like in your life this year would you stand with me as we conclude with prayer Spirit of God, we thank You that You have been here today in our worship and in our testimony, in our sharing with each other, in the Word of God, in the reports we've heard. Oh God, we value this. And we pray as we think about this theme of faithfulness, Lord, we acknowledge that though You are constant and faithful in excellent ways always, we are not always faithful. We are unfaithful. And we need Your Spirit. We thank You for Your grace and this covenant of love that You've made with us through Jesus and through His blood on the cross. And we we covenant now. We, we commit ourselves. Lord, we want to be faithful people. And we want to follow You this year to come in a way that is not afraid, does not bury what You've given us, is not thinking that our lives are our own, but we are servants of yours. So I ask you, Lord, to help us and bless each one that is in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God's people, go in peace, and God bless you. hope you check out Teen Challenge. Go get a hot dog. Go talk to them in the foyer. Have a great day.
0: Go fade away when I hear you call my name, and I can finally see what you see when you look at me. You're good, missed, I'm worth it.